0: Okay, this is Sociology 110. We're still in William Julius Wilson's book, More Than Just Race. I kind of cut myself off before. but Right now, I want to turn your attention to where he talks about the role of structural factors, starting on page 70. He talks about the different problems and obstacles black men face to get into the workforce. And one of the things he talks about is employer bias against black males. There's an interesting study by one of his graduate students named Catherine Neckerman, which uh, showed that the employers who had black employees working for them did not have racist attitudes. They knew their employees to be hardworking, trustworthy men. The employers who did not have black men working for them had uh, racial prejudices against black men and said they weren't good workers. So, this takes us to a really important point about the relationship between social structure and culture. And it's on page 76, and it's four lines down from the top of the page. And it reads, As Eric Olin Wright reminded me, this is Wilson talking, One person's social structure is another person's culture. So, in other words, the culture of white racist employers is a social structure that black workers have to deal with, right? It becomes one of the conditions of their lives. So in general, white people's racism is a cultural thing from white people, right? But it forms as a social structural constraint for black workers. So there's the relationship between social structure and culture. And that's really very important. Okay. The other thing I want to talk about. In this book. And here we start with the analysis of uh, the article that I mentioned before is going to be the uh, nail, and you're going to use Wilson as the hammer to nail it in. It's an article by Orlando Patterson, and it's called uh, A Poverty of the Mind. Patterson is an example of uh, cultural arguments the culture of poverty argument saying that black men have the wrong kind of attitudes towards things. And he's actually mentioned and talked about in Wilson's book on page 114. Okay? So they're talking about cultural factors. And on page 114, the first paragraph, it says, Orlando Patterson later made the same point in his provocative book, Rituals of Blood. In his zeal to demonstrate the importance of cultural continuity, however, Patterson downplays the importance of social economic factors such as male joblessness and accounting for family fragmentation among African Americans. Leaving unexplored, the puzzle pointed out by David Elwood and Christopher Jenks, quote, Why these cultural legacies should suddenly have become more important in the last half of the 20th century. In other words, Patterson ignores social factors and economic factors, and focuses too much on culture. And here's where we get the difference in different definitions of culture. Because Patterson, as you'll see later when we talk about his article, talks about culture in terms of values and attitudes, while Wilson doesn't. So, if we look at the very last sentence on page 114, it reads, in their perceptive paper on now culture matters for the understanding of poverty, Michelle Lamont and Mario Small, two prominent cultural sociologists, question the idea that racial or ethnic groups have a culture and the sense of sets of values or attitudes that all or most members of an eth- racial or ethnic or class group share. They're not saying that racial groups don't have a culture. They're saying... That culture is not a set of values or attitudes that most people share. Okay? So culture is something else. And we'll read further to find out what it is. Pointing out that the differences within a group are often larger than the differences between distinct groups. For example, differences between the black middle class and the black lower class on a range of cultural attributes may be greater than differences between blacks and whites per se, In other words, that class plays a large role in how people think about things, whether they're black or white. Lamont and Small maintain that it is not helpful to speak of an African-American culture that differs from an Asian culture or a European culture in the study of racial differences in poverty. There's a quote from them. Instead of imputing a shared culture to groups, they argue, it is better to examine empirically the range of frames through which people make sense of their reality and how they use them to orient their action. Lamont and Small further argue that cultural frames do not cause behavior so much as make it possible or likely. In other words, cultural frames are necessary but not sufficient explanations for behavior. For the purposes of pursuing a cultural analysis of life and poverty, I fully agree, the I, of course, being... Um, William Julius Wilson. So the culture is not um, uh, a, a, set, a set of beliefs, okay? But it's a range of frames through which people make sense of the reality. In other words, a perspective based on the reality they're living in. Okay? So, again, we see a difference in how culture is defined between people like Orlando, Pat- uh, Orlando Patterson who focuses on values, and people like Wilson and Michelle Lamont-Mario Small, who talk about it in terms of cultural frames. Okay, thank you.